0: and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. I hope you guys are having an absolutely wonderful day, as always. And I was uh, you guys know I've been keeping a lot of people updated on Loudoun County School Board and a lot of what's been going on with that, with the aspect of even one of the uh, school district individuals, last week discussing how if children and high schoolers came on campus, even all the way down to elementary school, that they were going to arrest them for trespassing if they were not wearing muzzles the entire time on campus. This has been a growing push now as we have seen there's certain places in the United States where the hardcore communists in the school districts are doubling down. They're not even trying to say, okay, listen, we know this is a scam. We know this is a farce. We know this is theater. We're just going to let it go now. We, The gig's up. We've been called out. We're done. They're not even going that route. They're going, hey, guess what? We're going to double down, and you will wear muzzles like peasants at all times, and you will not question what we're doing. Well, Virginia students have now served a full lawsuit to the Mass Crazy loud School Board video just showed up from yesterday where Virginia students served a lawsuit to the Loudoun County School Board over its mask mandate delivered on Tuesday. The students were seen carrying a pile of affidavits into the chambers as parents cheered it was a pretty interesting video and according to the Loudoun times the affidavits were presented after a speaker claimed that the school division failed to respond to a february 2nd notice of maladministration and demand to cease and desist enforcing what they said are unconstitutional mandates on students in virginia the spokesperson for the school board confirmed the affidavits were delivered and they would be examined upon delivery Chair Jeff Morris in the video called for an immediate recess. Speaking to Newsmax, students said that the mask, the sexual assaults, talked about that last year, and everything the county has done wrong led to the affidavits, and they are no longer going to tolerate what is going on. Now, this is a big deal because Loudoun County, if you guys know, Virginia, has been one of the only counties, school boards, school you know, school districts, in the state of Virginia to absolutely defy the governor's order that no schools shall force the children to wear muzzles at school. And so they doubled down and said, no, doesn't matter. The children who will wear muzzles. They will wear them at all times. And if they do not wear muzzles at all times on campus, they will basically be charged with trespassing. I talked to Doug about this last week, and we went back and forth. On different variables and different aspects from a legality standpoint of who would actually enforce that, how the county school board could actually do that against a governor order, and so forth. And so it was an interesting discussion. And so I'm very glad to see the students have now filed lawsuit and there's been attorneys that actually got their head, you know, not in the clouds and they're willing to stand up for this because as we're seeing, More and more things culminate and more people start to stand up and more people start to push back. You're also starting to see the narrative get very, very strict in some areas because a lot of these individuals, as I've said before, that have had this newfound power, so to speak, that they've acquired over the last two years, they don't want to give it up. They absolutely are in love with the power. They are drunk on the power, and they do not, under any circumstances, want to give up what they've now been used to control the students for the last two years. There's a video that was quite actually sad. I saw it the other day, and it was in Illinois, where a father was speaking about, again, the unconstitutional, illegal muzzle mandates, forcing children to wear muzzles at all times. And this is interesting. He's, he said this, and this is this is something, you know, we talk about it all the time. But when I heard this and I actually watched the video, it was quite troubling to actually hear what he was saying. And he stated, I'm here for my daughter, and beyond anything else, she loves school. The last two years have been shameful, as the district has been busy lauding themselves while they enact policies that have been absolutely devastating for the children's growth. We have seen two years of almost no growth in the entire school system. Missed goals, goals removed, pretty much no definitive answer on where this goes, and zero, zero progress. He continued, my 10-year-old daughter has kept these feelings to herself about how much she desperately wants to take her mask off. When we told her it may be possible on Monday, she started crying. He said this morning she got up and she started singing a song to her Barbie dolls about how excited she was that the kids were going to be able to see her smile and that she was going to be able to see the other kids smile. The kids would be able to understand her, and she would stop being picked on because kids cannot understand her through her mask because her speech has been so delayed even more than special needs with no progress at all in those areas. He said it broke me. He said, I'll never forgive myself for not fighting more. I feel that I have failed her for not fighting more, and you have failed them, the impassionate father said. Incredibly, in a blatant disregard of everything, the parent had just said, the school official ordered everybody in the building, make sure your mask is on at all times when you come up to speak to us. <laughs> While mask mandates have been lifted in a lot of free states, majority of the hardcore communist states like California, Illinois, New York, and so forth, They still have been forcing these children to do this. The CDC refuses to update any type of guidance because, obviously, as you know, the CDC is another out-of-control alphabet agency that has, been again, again, been drunk on power. They're not an enforcement agency. Remember that, guys. The CDC is not here to enforce laws. They have no ability to write mandates or laws. They are simply the Center for Disease Control. They go in and research diseases that are communicable. That's their job. That's it. They don't have the ability, nor the right, nor the authority to come in and start telling people what they can and can't do and how they can and can't do things. It's completely and totally ludicrous that people are still listening to anything the CDC says. As we have seen now with John Hopkins University, I talked about it last week. Their entire research that they've done after two years has shown pretty much any and all of the mandates, restrictions, lockdowns were virtually useless. People at any point in time are going to get exposed to viruses. People are going to get sick. Some people are not going to get sick. When some people get sick, some people's immune systems are very strong and they have nutrients in their system like vitamin C, D3, quercetin, zinc, and their bodies bounce back. Other people have a harder time with the virus. Then you take into account individuals that are morbidly obese with, say, COPD and diabetes, and they get a virus, even like the flu. Their chance of recovery gets lower and lower. And this is what we've started to see now, is that there are very few, in the research that I've looked at and doctors that I've talked to, there are very few cases, if any, that a healthy individual contracted COVID and died from COVID naturally. I'm actually trying to research it. I talked to another buddy the other day who was going through some of the literature. He said, I can't, I can't find anything, Austin. I said, Yeah, I know. Neither can I. He said, I'm finding cases of people going into the hospital without COVID and then they test positive for COVID when they're in there. And, of course, they put them on remdesivir, antibiotics, blow their kidneys, blow their liver out. But four to five days, they start basically filling up with fluid, obviously, because of remdesivir. Remember, the kidneys flush water, guys. The kidneys flush fluids out of the body. They flush waste out of the body. When you shut down the kidneys, what happens? The body starts to hold water. What happens when the body holds too much water and you basically are given antibiotics that hold even more water? Your lungs start to fill with fluid because you're becoming so sick because your organs are shutting down. When your lungs start filling up with fluid, the first thing they do is say, oh, well, we've got to put them on a ventilator. Got to put them on a vent right now. Got to do it. Got to save them. Well, as everybody has seen, the narrative is gone way too many times, as I personally watched. They go to the hospital. They may have a mild case or they have no case or they're in for, you know, basically a car accident. They test positive. They go in, remdesivir, antibiotics, between anywhere between three to eight days is what I've seen on remdesivir. They're going on a vent. If they put them in the hospital and they have full tilt access to them, done, almost every single time. And then what happens? happens? They put them on a vent. Invariably, almost always they die. And it's sad. It is sad to watch this. It's sad for all of us to become so callous against this. And it's sad that we're watching it now. And that I have virtually not seen personally, nor have I found any research that shows a moderately healthy individual dying directly from COVID by itself with no other incidents. Now, of course, they have the research that they tell you, oh, well, we have this many COVID cases. Well, do they die with COVID or do they die from COVID? Well, of course, they will not differentiate those because it doesn't fit the narrative. Now we're seeing up in Canada. With the truckers pushing back harder and harder, now Canada and some of these unbelievably insane areas up there, they're trying to go full-blown authoritarian. They're now calling the truckers domestic terrorists. They're now saying that you're not allowed to walk around with a gas can with fuel in it. That's a new law now, apparently. I saw a video. It was kind of funny. There's about probably 150 people walking down the sidewalk with gas cans. Some of them were empty, some of them were full, some had water, some had Gatorade, and they just continued to walk around. And some of them obviously went and filled up the truckers with diesel. And it was very strange to me. And I looked at it, and I thought to myself, have we fallen this far in humanity now? Have we reached a point to where people are actually having to protest being able to walk around with fuel? to fuel up diesel and trucks and the answer is yeah we have in some of these areas and it didn't start all of a sudden it started with a little snippet of requirement uh, you've got to wear a mask and you've got to social distance uh, when you, when you go in the store, you know, you got to stand behind plexiglass and you got to stand on your little six foot placard because, you know, we have six, six, six right here in line and you got to stand on all three of those to make sure we really get the occult, the occult symbolism really good and heated up in here. And everybody said, it's just a mask, Oscar. Shut up. Just wear a mask. And I said, no, not going to do it. That was the same way. Said, Absolutely not. I'll get in a physical altercation with you before I put a mask on. We'll not do it. And now we've seen after over two years, the left communists are still trying to promote their Marxist agenda by masking and muzzling these young children. But I saw that video yesterday, and I thought to myself, wow, what a place that we have become now where these kids are literally crying just wanting to have some semblance of freedom freedom. And response and human activity in the world and yet so many people still right now to this day refuse to stand up for anything so thank you again for pushing freedom thank you again for being free adults and free children and free americans and thank you again for supporting health masters and everything we try to do to get the truth out there every single day this is not an easy fight I know a lot of you guys are in a lot of conflicts on a regular basis, and I know I've been there. But I, again, encourage you, continue to push back right now because we're actually starting to make some leadway. but we have to stay in unison together and stand up in this fight. Deb. what do you think? We've
1: got to stand our ground. Like Ephesians yep. says, we have no choice. We have to stand. And, you know, you and I have been doing this, like, this is year three of this crap. And I remember just a few months ago when you went to the hospital to get that arm your arm broken your hand was broke and they had to set it and I, i'll never forget you the guy looked at you and goes well you need to put a mask on you said i can't my, my hand's broken because they, they pulled the splint off his hand and they sitting there with a basically a broken hand with no, nothing touching it and trying not to bang it on anything and and i remember the guy said i'll help you put your mask on i'll never forget what austin said guys he looked at the guy goes don't touch me so he said here he is with a broken hand <laughs> arm just out of a splint and he says to this big orderly don't touch me I don't need your help and I thought yeah that's the way it has to be for all of us and of course I told you what they did they threw us out of the room and made us sit in the hallway because we refused to wear a mask so I went inside and grabbed two chairs to their unbelievable anger and I pushed them out into the hallway and we're sitting out of the hallway and finally the supervisor comes out and goes what? (laughs) <laughs> going off, <on. laughs> we said we've been thrown out like peasants into the hallway because we refused to comply with the mask mandate. Refused, and this lady like was like, "We don't need to have this, you know, on YouTube. We don't need to have this go viral." And she walked us through immediately, and we were literally x-rayed and cast within 30 minutes instead of four to six hours. It was amazing because she had enough sense to know that this didn't need to go sideways and viral. And, and you say, well, gosh, Ted, gosh, Austin, was that Christian-like? Uh, yeah, I was standing my ground like Ephesians says. <laughs> I was not going to be turned into a peasant. But we weren't cussing. We weren't screaming. We weren't yelling. We just told them, no, we're not going to do this. We're not going to worship Baal and Moloch and Asherah, and you will not force us into that, metaphorically. We're not going to do that. How about no? And see, and that's the biggest problem that we've had with Christianity now. And what we've had with the church is not doing anything. When's the last time you heard a pastor say he stood his ground and refused to wear a mask? A few months ago, there was an old pastor that basically destroyed a church here locally. The guy's an absolute, awful leader. And uh, its I'm not going to go into detail because I won't give any information out on who he is. And we saw him in this front yard. And I just waved at him. He waved back. So I stopped for a second to say hello because I'm trying to be cordial to him. And he'd already died in church once and God brought him back in fact I prayed for God to bring him back and God brought him back from from the dead just to be honest with you guys and uh, it was interesting he was sitting there going he was I'm trying not to get too personal with this he was angry that he was no longer going to the church that he had been basically resurrected from I can't make this stuff up because the pastor had walked in without a mask one day oh yeah oh he's just unbelievably angry and he's got of course he's got all this kill shots. He's already got all kinds of heart issues, and he went ahead and did the kill shot, wearing the mask, you know, wearing the mask outside, talking to me, trying to socially distance, not get close to me. And I thought myself, unbelievable. Where is – of course, this guy was an absolute awful leader, awful leader for the church, bankrupted the church. I mean, it was a disaster. But the, but the reality is, is that, you know, we ask ourselves, why do we look to people who won't lead to be our leaders? You know, uh, Earl Nightingale. He, he did a video, an audio, years and years ago. It was called The Strangest Secret, and it's really a good one. Now, I know he was a 33-degree mason or supposed to be. I know all that. I got that. But he did a really good audio. It was called The Strangest Secret. You could hear it online. And, and what was interesting about it, he said that the biggest problem is people don't follow the leader any longer. They follow the follower. You think, oh, gosh, wow, that's true, isn't it? You get somebody who doesn't want to lead. They're just following some idiot, and so everybody follows the follower, and you go, wow. We saw this in the the Nevada school system in Las Vegas this week. Some white girl absolutely – I don't know what happened, got mad at this other girl, walked behind her and sucker punched her in the back of the head and proceeded to pummel her it looked like 50 blows to the back of the head until the girl was unconscious laying there unable to even block the punches any longer the teacher made some half he- half half effort to try to stop her from doing this and just finally just walked away. With her to continue beating the girl you know unconscious and all of a sudden now you're in a situation where this girl's being charged you know with a felony but the girl basically who beat up the other girl she was wearing her mask she was being a good compliant peasant Uh, What do you say about this? What do you say about an educational system that is so corrupted, so damaged, that they force children to wear masks, but they allow them to beat other children unconscious? That's a question, isn't it? I mean, how bad does it have to get? This theta brainwave programming we're doing these children, this mask orientation combined with all of these 76 injections these children are getting, causing all types of learning disabilities and speech impediments, making it even worse now. And we've, we've ended up in the school with a school system that doesn't teach the children anything except for compliance to wear a mask and obey the communist edict. That's all we've ended up with. So we stop and we look at it and we go, geez. And hence this is why Austin was homeschooled. This is why my other children, Harrison went to private school for five years and, and Alexis went to private school for like three years and Savannah went to private school for like one year. And I started seeing them compromise. I told you this. All saints right here in Winter Haven. They were putting a big sign up for the holidays saying happy holidays instead of Merry Christmas or whatever. And they started talking about Kwanzaa. And that was found by that unbelievable racist weirdo a few years back and, and all this crazy stuff they were doing. And I finally told the headmaster, I said, look, if you do this again, you put up another happy holiday sign. We're done here. I'm not doing this. And he thought I was joking. The following year, he put up another happy holiday signs. I refused to renew our contract with him, finished out that year and I was done with him. I, I, I pulled all the kids out, had enough of it. I had enough of the indoctrination. I had enough of all of it because this quote-unquote Christian school was anything but. And so this is the problem that we run into when you start putting your children into secular school systems that are supposed to be Christian or even magnet schools or that, heaven forbid, you put them into an inner city school where you get, people get pummeled and beaten half to death. And you have to walk around. You have to start working out with weights when you're really, really young so you don't get beat up by the older kids. I mean, it's insanity what's going on in the school systems. Now, not to mention the open drug use. And Now, Biden's spending $30 million to give the the black kids in the inner city and the black adults in the inner cities crack pipes so they can basically be monitored, have monitoring sites to inject themselves with illegal drugs. I mean, this is total racism beyond belief with Biden with what he's doing to the blacks in these inner cities. But who wants to talk about that on Fox News or who wants to talk about that and tell the truth about how what a racist, awful, pedophile, sniffing weirdo by this. I see him and he is like the epitome, the caricature of a old pedophile weirdo who likes to sniff little children. That's all I see. I mean, the guy is absolutely, absolutely, absolutely awful. And and when you stop and you think about it for a second, about who he is and what he believes and all the other stuff, you kind of step back and go, "Why in the world do we think that he's okay? Why in the world does anyone think he's okay?" Now, another, I think, 35 or 40 Republican people in Congress have basically sent a letter to him asking him for a, you know, another medical exam to see if he's not, see if he's senile. We don't have to do that. We already know he's senile. He's not running the country. The Kabbalist Luciferians who went full tilt against the United States of America with the Kennedy assassination are still the ones in charge. You know, we've got to understand that they've never told us the truth about the Kennedy assassination. It was almost 60 years ago what happened with the Kennedy assassination. And that was, this was the attempt of this Kabbalist Luciferian sect working with the CIA. To come in, and working with Israel, I'm going to say that very clearly, to come in and destroy the United States and to take over the government of the United States of America. This is what happened. We had a coup. We had a coup d'etat by the international Kabbalist banking community, basically to take over the United States of America. And why we basically let Lee Harvey Oswell become the eventual fall guy for the assassination of President Kennedy, you know, and all the lies they did with the Warren Commission – And so the United States people here in the United States have been blatantly and totally lied to since that day. You know, we don't even realize what's happened to all of this stuff until we look at it. Look at what happened. You know, Kennedy had made a bunch of enemies. He told Israel they could not have nuclear weapons. He wanted to give full disclosure with what happened with Roswell. He started printing debt-free currency. He wanted to disband the CIA and stop the drug running out of Southeast Asia. He wanted to get rid of the black operations. He wanted to tell everybody about this unseen hand, this basically conspiracy to take over the United States of America. He even announced that. And then we have to realize that he had made serious enemy out of Alan Dulles, who was a CIA director, whom he had fired. We also know that despite the firing and the hatred for Kennedy, Alan Dulles was then appointed to the Warren Commission. All of this set up. And then we have to look at Cabal, the CIA deputy director who was fired by Kennedy after the Bay of Pigs and was now working in the Pentagon. And we have to look at Charles Cabal's brother, early Cabal, who was the mayor of Dallas in the city in which Kennedy was shot. All of this stuff happened when Kennedy was killed. It was a coup d'etat of the United States of America with the international bankers, led by Israel, Mossad, CIA, and the organized crime figures, the Costa Nostra, the Jewish mafia, the Italian mafia, the Irish mafia, the Chinese mafia, the Russian mafia, whatever mafia the groups they were working with that run drugs and all the international banks came together and decided to get Kennedy out of the way. See, what happened is Kennedy, when he had his PT boat shot up underneath him, During World War II, this is my opinion. I believe that he had an epiphany. I believe he had a aha moment in which he said, "I can't let this country go to he double sticks in a handbasket. I can't do it. I've got to stop this." And so, after he got put in by the Chicago mob, which I will admit he did that—that was that actually happened—into the into the White House, he decided that he had to clean the country up. Now, he's a man of very low moral values as far as all of his girlfriends, et cetera, et cetera. But he was a man who had very high standards for the United States of America itself and for the country that he lived in and what he expected of the country. And that's why he did all these things, and that's why this Luciferian cabal, which had started to take over the United States with the central banks in 1913, which had grown to tremendous eminence through the Exchange Stability Fund, which started in '33, which basically was running all this black money. Through the CIA, then it was called the OSS, and then the CIA. After World War II, they become so powerful, and all the drugs are running out of Vietnam. Fifty kilos of heroin per casket of the soldiers coming out of Vietnam. Why do you think they didn't care how high the body count was? Just be blunt here. Why? Why didn't they care? Well, the more the more bodies they had coming out of Vietnam, the more heroin they were bringing in. It was crazy what they were doing with the Cambodian Triangle down there, and the amount of drugs coming in to fund black operations. All of this was basically shown to the CIA by Shanghai Chek, who was running a million-man army selling heroin and opium to the doggone peasants to pay for his military. That's exactly what they did. They were able to go to the Exchange Stability Fund and no longer have to go through Congress for their money, and they were able to clean this money and run it through the international banks, through the International Exchange Stability Fund, through the United States, which had seized all the gold and funded itself. This is what happened. And this group continued to do this until John F. Kennedy said, no more. We're not going to do this anymore. You guys are a bunch of sickos. He said he was going to expose them and tell everybody who he was. And, of course, he was dead right after that. Guys, this is when we had the coup d'etat of the United States of America. Like it or not, I was there. You know, not in not in Dallas, but I was. I remember what happened. I was. It was so bad they put us on a bus and sent us home from school. And they finally it was like an emergency, it was like a big hush hush. Nobody could tell the little children what was going on. And finally somebody announced to us in the bus that John F. Kennedy had been assassinated. Wow. Read or watch the video. This is a very good video from JFK to 9/11. It's a rich man's trick. It's a three and a half hour video. Instead of watching Netflix tonight, watch that. JFK to 9/11. It's a rich man's trick and look at the intricacies he tells you who shot kennedy how they shot kennedy and why they shot kennedy it'll it'll shake you to the core it's a good video and addition to that it goes into detail on in the international bankers and who they are and what they did is the luciferian kabbalist international banking core of these people that are doing all of this stuff who are also doing this mask mandate who are also doing all of the stuff as far as destroying the population of the planet and lowering the population of the planet by basically forced mandates. Now, they're absolutely set here in the United States to give six-month-old infants the kill shot. Six-month-old infants. And we told you why they're doing this. They're doing this because they want the ability to put it on the shot schedule so they completely get themselves away from any and all liability. That stuff signed by Reagan back in 86 needs to be completely and totally taken off the books and destroyed. These guys have to have liability when they give people shots to kill people. Would Pfizer make $36 billion last year in profit from the Pfizer shot? Unbelievable. The U.S. is poised to be the first to give the dangerous Pfizer shot to infants and to toddlers. I mean, on February 15th, the U.S. Food and Drug Administration will decide to whether to authorize Pfizer's COVID shots for infants and toddlers a look at how other countries have responded to, so far, the regulators. It's an excellent article that was posted by The Defender. We put it on the Health Masters website. But think about it. On February the 15th, members of the U.S. Food and Drug Administration, the completely and totally corrupt you know, federal death agency, basically with Vaccines and Related Biological Products Advisory Committee, each and every one of them riddled with conflicts of interest, will decide to whether to authorize Pfizer for infants and toddlers. A yes vote which media propagandists are positioning as a foregone conclusion would permit the use of this dangerous cardiovascular damaging jab in children six months to four years of age on an emergency basis, despite the demonstrable absence of any COVID emergency whatsoever in children and conversely considerable potential for both short and long term vaccine related harm. Political economist Tony Toby Rogers, Ph.D., describe Pfizer's and Pfizer's zeal to jab even the youngest as a plan to shoot up kids first and get data later. A crime against humanity which would violate the Nuremberg Code's prohibition against medical experiments. When there is so patently no health rationale for giving children under five or, for that matter, children of any age, the inordinately risky shots, why are government agents trying to steamroll the next authorization? One explanation, not made explicit by public health authorities, but out of by Rogers and others, is by doing so it lay the groundwork for subsequently folding COVID shots. Here we go. Listen, into the childhood vaccine schedule, they're sure ensuring liability protection forever. We told you this a year ago, and now here they're doing it. We told you what they were going to do. They're going to have liability protection forever for anybody who's ever taken the shot. That's what they want. Because they're still scared of going to court and being found guilty by a jury and having multi-billions of dollars in award settlements being given to the people that have been damaged. They've already paid out $4.5 billion in taxpayers' money, listen to me, through the doggone Vaccine Injury Compensation Fund, which is paid for by the tax dollars. The vaccine manufacturers didn't put a penny into it. Tax dollars put the money into the vaccine compensation fund, and they've paid out $4.5 billion. And that's why I always tell parents who want to argue with me about the dangers of vaccines, I'm like, do you not know they've already paid out $4.5 billion in damages, and only pay about 1% of the people that put a claim in? I mean, it should be hundreds of billions of dollars now. Almost a trillion dollars now if the real numbers were out there for damaged kids. Not to mention the IQ drop, the verbal skills drop. The damage from the mercury, the damage from the aluminum, the damage from all of the crap and the adjuvants they put into the vaccine. Not to mention any of that. I told you guys I wrote a book on this 20 years ago, Maximum Solutions to ADD, Autism and Learning Disabilities in Children. And guys, listen to me, please. Before you inject your child with another vaccine, grandparents, listen to me. Before you allow your children or your endorse your children to do this, have them look at the research. Just look at the research. If there's a 10% chance or a 20% chance or a 5% chance that you're going to permanently brain damage a child by giving them a poisonous vaccine loaded with aluminum, why would you do it? Would one out of 33 children, one out of 32 children now have autism? Why would you take a chance? Why would you intentionally do that to an unsuspecting little infant that's so beautiful and so innocent? And you inject this garbage into him to see if he has an see if the experiment's going to work or if he's going to die or end up with brain damage. Why would you take that chance? I mean, seriously, I know I'm getting emotional now because I've had four kids. And I've had this same conversation with literally with thousands of parents individually and about half of them listen half of them don't. And you think, why would you not listen we did the same analogy a few weeks ago. If you have one glass of water that has poison in it and the other glass of water that has no poison in it and you know that they're both completely clear and they have no taste, either one of them, and you say one has potential poison, one has no poison in it, if you drink the potential poison, it might help do something sooner or later in your body and help you whatever with a, coming down with measles – which is very recoverable, and you say, but go ahead and decide which one you want, the one with the poison that could kill you or the one that's not going to kill you. Gosh, guys, the majority of the parents take the glass of poison, and they give it to their children. You think, what is wrong? And a lot of it has to do with the dumbing down of the population. The critical reasoning skills, they don't want a population that can think. They want pop people that are stupid enough just to run the machines and keep things moving along and who are obedient slaves. That's all they care about. They don't care they don't want you thinking through like we do on the Ted and Austin Brewer show and say, Why would you do this? Let's think through this. Let's think about what we're doing to our children. Let's think about what we're doing to ourselves with statin drugs. They cause all kinds of horrible side effects just because of cholesterol and it's easy to change that through diet. It was so simple. And so, and so this is the problem that we have, the petrochemical pharmaceutical pharmakia, the Bible calls it, industry that is controlled by the same Rothschild banking cartel and State Street, BlackRock and Vanguard. And the, they control the medical societies, too. They have told us that we need to take all of these drugs because of the amount of money they're making. It's, 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 it's ironic to me, Austin. Not only do they want to kill you and kill your children and make you unbelievably stupid and make your children unbelievably stupid and reduce the population of the planet by 90 percent. They want to do it while they're making money as they kill you. It's the most greediest group of people I've ever seen in my entire life. These people are a bunch of sick weirdos. They want to kill you and get paid for killing you. It's the craziest thing I've ever seen. But yet we allow it to happen and we endorse it. It really is sad. By the way, I had an opportunity to pray for you guys today, and I want to thank you again for supporting Health Masters, supporting the Ted and Austin Brewer Show, and shedding the show to all of your friends on your Facebook and everywhere you can. Because, guys, we're in this together. It's like those Canadian truckers up there now. They're starting to affect the economy of Canada. They're starting to affect distribution of Canada. And hopefully they'll get you know Justin Castro Trudeau out of office and get this communist stranglehold on Canada off. I admire these truckers. I'm looking forward to our truckers and truckers all over the world doing this because, guys, they also have control of the distribution chain, don't they? They really do. There's a huge shortage of truckers and the ones that are out there now. They can do all kinds of stuff by just standing their ground and not delivering goods, and if they do that, sooner or later – People are going to call for the resignation of these leaders. Trudeau's still in hiding somewhere in a basement, I guess. He's trying to do longer be in, hide in the basement longer than Biden hid in the basement. Unbelievable. bunch of sick, weirdo pansies, every single one of them, and all of them just have big mouths, and they do whatever they're told to do, and they make you think that they're leaders, and they're not. They're followers following the follower following the Kabbalist Luciferian sect. Ugh. Austin, what do you think, bud? What's your next story?
0: Well, <laughs> you you nailed it on the head. I, I think Trudeau is in some other basement somewhere, in an undisclosed location, because yeah, I remember he's he tested positive for COVID. You know, so he he's got to make sure he uh, he follows the science and quarantines for 14 days. That's that's the whole narrative behind his pathetic existence up there. <laughs> I saw the videos earlier. This is interesting. The Windsor-Detroit border crossing that goes between Canada and the United States. The giant. Uh, bridge they've shut it down now the truckers gathered on the Alberta-Sweetgrass-Montana border crossing are demanding Mm -hmm. all restrictions be removed now they have now gone in and stopped the bridge stopped it I'm talking double lanes on the bridge shut down the trucks hanging out now it's a party The thing about this is from a logistics standpoint, it's almost physically impossible to remove these trucks in any timely fashion, even with tow trucks, because you actually – I mean you have to start on the outside and work your way in, which would be an insane amount of work from a tow truck system to try to hook up to these trucks, and what's interesting about it is – A lot of the mandates in Alberta and stuff, if you guys have seen, the uh, main prime minister of Alberta came in the other day and said, okay, we're dropping all the mask mandates and we're dropping the uh, vaccine passports in Alberta, Canada. And the truckers are like, cool story, bro. Uh, Everything gets dropped now. And they put this out there. They said the border is completely blocked until all mandates, not just some, are completely gone. We're done. This has gone out now completely viral on Twitter and other social media posts. And I, I like I said, I gotta give these guys kudos. And I've also given everybody a heads up now for weeks. I've been telling you, make sure you have any supplies that you need right now on deck because this is going to cause a supply line crunch with a lot of goods and services coming to and from Canada. Just it's just a fact. Is it something we have to do? Absolutely. Is it something that is necessary to a free country? Absolutely. Is it going to make things inconvenient for a lot of people? Absolutely. But people have to start being comfortable with being uncomfortable, if that makes any sense. It's not fun to practice martial arts in most cases in the early phases. It's rough. Sparring matches, getting hit in the face – getting kicked in the ribs, getting shin kicks and, you know, basically shoot fighting and jiu-jitsu. It's not fun. It's not. I mean, I'd lie to you if I say it's fun. It's extremely painful. It's uncomfortable. But after a while, you learn to adapt to it. You learn to overcome it. You learn to deal with the pain and you become comfortable with being uncomfortable. We become way too comfortable with following the dumbest person in the group. We're the only living species that follows the most stupid, idiotic, moronic individual in the class. And I'm not, I'm not saying that derogatory towards teachers. I'm saying that in general. If you go look at a pride of lions, okay, see a pride of lions. Got the big alpha males, got the females, got the little cubs. You don't ever see the most sickly, decrepit, oldest most moronic lion that's blind and can barely stand up and basically drools on himself because he's such a moron, you don't see all of the lions following him. He's the last of the, basically, his group, and he's going to die soon. That's just part of life. You see the strongest, most aggressive, most in-tune, most security-driven alpha male is the one that they all follow. Why is it that human beings... We're so smart. We have this innate wisdom. We have souls imparted to us by God Almighty. But yet, for some odd reason, in a lot of cases, we still follow the dumbest, most stupid moron in the group. And go, oh, oh, Fauci said that's what I got to do. I got to put a Ziploc bag on my head and I zip tight around my neck. That, that's what Fauci said to do. And if Fauci said it, that's what I have to do. And I'm looking at I'm going, wait, what? The the two men. do we not remember the conversation a couple months ago? Well, if you wear three masks, it's even more protection. Yeah, I was like, fantastic. I was like, if you wrap saran wrap around your face eight times, it gives you fantastic protection against inhalation of viruses. Because you die. Everything doesn't, nothing comes in. This is where we're at right now. We're starting to see people wake up to the fact that a lot of people have been following the stupidest, most decrepit, moronic individual in the group and calling it science and saying, if you question the dumbest, most moronic individual in the group, well, that's misinformation. You, you, can't, you can't question the moron. I mean, bumbling the Biden, he's not doing anything. A lot of people – I had a conversation the other day with somebody. They were talking about, whoa, Biden's – I said, whoa, whoa. I said, Biden is there specifically, very specifically – to ruin the credibility of the United States. I said, Biden's not doing a darn thing. I said, he's a complete and total blithering moron with dementia. He really needs to be in a nursing home. I said, every time you hear him talk without a teleprompter, he can't even complete a sentence. I said, and it's quite sad, because they just prop him up. I said, but that's where we're at with this. They have found, the banker boys have found, it doesn't matter who's the president of the United States anymore. It just matters who controls the presidency, and the administration. And of exactly. course, the individuals that control the administration never let themselves be seen. They're the unseen hand that guides it in the direction that they want. And that's what everybody has to understand. Once you start realizing that concept, you realize why their agenda is so aggressive, why they're trying to make sure these young children stay muzzled, even though it's having unbelievably detrimental side effects to their mental health and development. It delays in speech. We've seen the research now, guys. We've looked at it. We've read it. Two years of this shenanigans, yet you still see school boards like Loudoun County saying if a kid walks on campus and he's not wearing a muzzle, he's going to be arrested for trespassing. That should give you a clear-cut indication that these groups are hardcore Marxist. They don't care about freedom. They don't care about your life, and they sure as heck don't care about your opinion. So why are you going to allow your children to still be educated by them? And the answer should be I'm not. I'm not going to go along with that. You know, there's, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of good school systems. There's some good public schools out there in the country. There's some really good charter schools. They're not all horrible. But the biggest thing is you have to do your research and find out what they're actually being taught. And if you don't have the ability to pull them out of school, and you don't have the ability to basically homeschool them or charter school them, and I get that because some, some parents, they're, they're trying to push it all together and try to make it all happen. Then you have to be unbelievably productive and fastidious and making sure that your children are taught the real truth. Not the watered-down garbage that they try to teach them. You know, the one chapter of the Revolutionary War that's three pages long. And the one chapter on the Civil War because it was all about slavery. That's what they teach them. And the whole story about World War One and World War II and what really happened. You've got to talk to them about what really occurred and show them. Say, hey, listen, this isn't okay. And it's interesting what I was just saying a second ago about what we're seeing. With people finally starting to wake up some about the shot. And we're the we're the only country in the entire world that's even injecting five year olds with this shot. This MRA gene therapy. MRNA gene therapy. And now they're trying to get full-blown approval for six-month-old, to four-year-olds. At the same time, they're asking this. The CDC just came out yesterday and said they're considering increasing the time between the vaccine to cut the risk of heart inflammation. You can't make this up. They're now saying, according to the CDC, the longer period before between the first two shots of the RNA coronavirus vaccine appeared to lower a person's risk of myocarditis – a rare form of heart inflammation that occurred in some individuals upon receiving the shot. Boston 25 reported Monday via CDC. The move may help vaccine effectiveness, according to the researchers. According to the CDC, the proposed change would apply to Pfizer and Moderna, which use the mRNA technology. Under the current guidelines, the two Pfizer vaccine doses are given three weeks apart and the Moderna are given four weeks apart. Officials say they're considering extending the time between the first two shots to eight weeks, According to Reuters, they said because back in June, they had an emergency meeting to discuss cases of heart inflammation in younger people upon taking the vaccine for the coronavirus. Breitbart covered this. So now they're saying, hey, guess what? Maybe getting the shot every three weeks and getting a stupid clot shot every single time you turn around and breathe air, maybe it's not the healthiest thing for you. Maybe we should start reducing the amount of people that are having heart attacks and myocarditis myocarditis and pericarditis are not fun they're not okay they're not normal i've had pericarditis it's unbelievably painful and it will kill you myocarditis is even worse it's not a joke at all and the very fact that the cdc admits admits that the shot is causing myocarditis but it's okay because you know a lot of people handle it just fine and it's it's protecting people That's the part that I laugh about. I absolutely laugh about it from just a comical, moronic standpoint because I can't do much of anything else because I talk about it enough and I bring it up enough. But at the end of the day, I just have to laugh or else I get irate when they blatantly say, well, the COVID shot is totally safe and it's 100% effective. And yet they come out now and they say, well, actually, it's not effective at all. After like two to three weeks, it doesn't do anything to reduce symptoms. And it doesn't stop you from spreading it. And it doesn't stop you from contracting it. Well, the only thing it really does do a good job of is causing myocarditis. So we're going to slow it down three to four weeks between the first two shots. Now nah, we're going to bump that to eight weeks now because you know what? We're having too many heart attacks. we got to slow down that rate because we can't make enough money off of them. That's what this tells me. But the CDC, again... They're just another alphabet agency that is doing the bidding of the bankers. The same thing you see with ATF, the same thing you see with DEA, the same thing you see now with the FBI. The FBI has turned a full-blown brown-shirt Gestapo. What they have done now with January 6th is unfathomable. Arresting people, still holding them to this day that I'm speaking on the show without pretrial release and without bail because they're getting charged with trespassing. The only time in recorded history we have ever seen people held in jail for an entire year because they're getting charged with trespassing. Ever, ever, ever. Show me another time you see hundreds of people being charged with trespassing and being denied pretrial release. Never. It's never happened. It's because That's the right. FBI right. is making an example of what happens to dissenters, And it is this point in time where we realize why the First Amendment – and the second amendment are back to back because the only way you keep the first is with the second and That's remember right that right. my friends it's not a joke anymore what do you think Ted? you know Austin, i like the analogy of the lion i did
1: I, re- I really want to just talk about that for a second you know the alpha male lions the biggest strongest ones are the ones that are allowed to breed with the pride and have cubs and allowed basically to continue their dna to continue to protect the other lions I was on safari a few years ago in Africa, closer to 20 years ago now. And I'll never forget, we were in a safari vehicle, and we had a lioness come down off of, like, a little mound. And she had, like, four or five cubs with her. I've got pictures of it. I'll need to post them online today so you guys can see them with the ST Brower account. And what was interesting about this was is that we basically were in this vehicle, and this lioness was protecting her cubs, so I talked to the guy. His name was Richard, who was our safari guide. And I said to him, I said, "Do the lionesses get attacked by other animals?" He goes, "Oh yes, all the time." He goes, hy- "Hyenas will kill a female lion. They'll gang up on her and they will kill her, and then they will eat her." And I'm like, "Wow!" And I said, "What about a male lion?" He started laughing. He says, "A male lion? A male will hy- hyenas kill a male lion." He goes, "It doesn't matter. If there's 20 of them." The Lion, the, the, they won't even attack a male lion because they're so scared of him. He said, one blow from a male lion will cut a hyena in half, and they know that. And they know if they attack a male, they're all going to die, or a bunch of them are going to die. And the male's not going to die. The male lion protects the females, okay? And the females protect the cubs. It's kind of the way of the, how should I say, of of the of nature. And you see this beating that I talked about earlier in Las Vegas. this girl went up and just beat this other girl unconscious. My question is, where were the male lions? Where were the female lions? Where were the other people and the other kids in the classroom? Why didn't they protect this poor girl who was defenseless? Did everybody hate this poor girl who was defenseless? Had she said something publicly against the other person? Nobody's revealing any of that. But it doesn't make any difference. Nobody has the right to go up and beat somebody else unconscious and nobody do anything. The same thing happened in Germany. Last week, where this girl was riding on a, on a metro and basically wouldn't wear a mask, and six people got off the train with her, and they beat her unconscious, put her in the hospital. Where were the people? Where were the alpha males? Where were the male lions? What happened to them? They were, they were basically castrated with besphenol A. They were castrated with female growth hormone products in the food supply. They were castrated by women's liberation. They were castrated by the Frankfurt School, which told you as a male you cannot protect a woman. That she can do whatever she wants to do and get in all kinds of trouble, and you can't be there to defend her, and that the women have to be in charge of society because they wanted to bring the witches and the warlocks and the priestess classes of witches back into dominance like they used to be before Jesus came. It's all about the doggone witchcraft and satanic imagery and all the other stuff these guys are involved in. Now, mind you, a lot of guys were male chauvinistic pigs. I got that, all right. They don't have to act like that either. They need to respect their wives. I sent somebody a video of Sharon singing at my birthday party a few years ago, my 65th birthday party. And, you know, she did a great job. And and it was funny. The guy replied back to me, she's your girlfriend. She's your wife. She's your business partner. You guys love each other. You've been married almost 40 years. It's amazing. And it's true because we respect one another and we treat each other. My whole thing is Sharon's more important than I am. That's how I look at it. You know, I do everything I possibly can to supply her needs and do what's right before God with my wife and my children. And she looks at it the other way. That Ted's more important than I am, and he's doing everything he can to supply our needs. I'm gonna do the best I can as a wife, and we work together as a team. That's what it's supposed to be. And if anybody messes with my wife, my Sharon, oh man, I also remembers years ago. Some guy said something to him in a parking lot up in you know, Gatlinburg, and, 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 I, and I came out of the motorhome, and I said, you don't talk to my boy. You got something to say. You say it to me. He remembers that. That's what dads are supposed to do. That's what moms are supposed to do. We've come into this whole group of people now. We're being led by followers, and we're being led by the Kabbalist Luciferian sect, and we're being programmed longer and longer and longer into their ideologies. And that's what they're doing. Open your eyes and see it. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. But this is the day the Lord hath made, and I will rejoice, and I will be glad, in it, and I will stand. And no matter what else happens, I will stand against this. We have to. As Christians, as pastors, as women, as men, as leaders, we have to stand and show the other people that it's okay to stand. And if we do that, All of a sudden, they'll start playing follow the leader instead of follow the follower. I love you guys. Austin, finish it up, and I'll talk
0: to you tomorrow. That's well said. And that's that's the thing that I think a lot of people in general have just failed now is that everybody just kind of follows the follower, whatever everybody else is doing. But that's why a lot of times when you see somebody that's being outspoken and standing up for what they believe – it inspires a lot of people because they realize, am I really following the right individual? Or I'm just following the next moron. Should I be following the next person that basically is standing up and being free? And the answer is yes. And if you are leading, lead by example with that. Stand up and say no. You know, Ted brought up when we were at the hospital last time. And by the way, thank you. I've had a couple of emails. People are asking me. How my wrist is doing. It's, uh, about 90% now. I cut the cast off myself the other day. I didn't want to go back to the hospital and be bombarded with the absolute lunacy factory, the bad ideas factory of morons over there that told me, gotten arguments with me that I had to wear a mask. So I figured I had had it on long enough. It's been about eight weeks since I broke it. And, uh, it's healed up pretty good now. It's still, I'm working on kind of, you know, Physical therapy and range of motion, it's stiff because it's been a cast for so long. But overall, it's healing up pretty good. And I, again, encourage people to lead by example with a lot of the stuff. And it was so troubling to me. And I I said this on the show the day after it happened, and Dad was with me when we were in there. And this RN or orderly or whatever she was started basically bowing up on me along with the other guy about, you got to wear a mask. And I'm like, dude, don't touch me. Do you not put your hands on me at all. And I thought to myself, you know, when they were kicking us out, they were calling security and they were going to kick us out of the entire room and make us go sit in the hall like we were peasants. That's so what I told her. I said, You're going to make me sit in the hall like a cockroach? I can't sit in the room here waiting to get x rayed. No, you have to leave now. Security, we're making you move. I'm like, Okay, I mean, I'll mean, i go sit in the hallway, I guess. That makes a whole lot of sense. I'm unmasked in here with a few people, or you can make me unmasked in the hallway with people going by. That makes a whole lot of sense. And it's interesting, I thought about it, though, that nobody else in the waiting room, there's like probably five, six other people there. Nobody else said anything. Nobody else stood up. Nobody else said, you know what, these masks are moronic. You're moronic. I cannot believe you're actually kicking a dude out with a broken wrist into the hallway, Because of this, nobody. Everybody sat there, sheepish, with these bug eyes, like, oh my gosh, what's going on? We should probably record this on our phone, which is what the majority of people do now. So again, be proactive, my friends. Stand up for what you believe. Continue to hold your convictions. If you believe it and you know it to be true, just stand up for it. It is what it is. You may get lambasted for it. You may get persecuted for it. You may get praised for it. It is what it is. At the end of the day, you know you stood on the principles and the just ethics that you were built on. So thank you again for the continued support. If you guys need anything, be sure to check out the product of the week, our Testo Plus Formula, very popular product. My workout partner runs it. A lot of other people I know use it on a regular basis, really increases natural testosterone levels has Tongat Alley in it. Great product. You can stack it as well with our Tribulus Fuel, which is also a really good stack. And the best way if you want to do it is run four weeks of Testo Plus, then four weeks of Tribulus and bounce back and forth and a really good response from it. So be sure to check that out on the website on sale right now and vote for what you want to see as next product of the week. And also be sure to check out the HJ Stimulate Powder on sale right now for 20% off. Thank you again, my friends, for supporting Health Masters. Thank you for standing up for freedom. Y'all have a blessed, safe, awesome night. I'll talk to you again tomorrow, as always.